Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into the philosophies behind modern day politics? Then don't miss the newest episode of Meet the Experts, where I talk with the creators of the Giants of Political Thought audio series. Available now wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcasts. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. I thank you all so much for tuning in today. We have a lot to get to in this hour and the next hour. And there's a huge story, a very sad story about Lakin Riley, who was on a jog. Um, she's an Augusta University nursing student, and she was found dead Thursday. And now the person being charged, Jose Antonio Ibarra, we find out he's not only in this country illegally, but he has a history of different crimes. Um, by Sunday, this is from Fox, ICE also confirmed that Ibarra entered the U.S. illegally in 2022 and had previously been arrested in New York City. However, the AP published an article on the murder on Saturday without referencing Ibarra's immigration or criminal record and instead focused on how Riley was murdered while jogging by herself. So that's what they decided to focus on. Now, the governor, Brian Kemp, has made a statement on this, and he is he is not mincing words whatsoever. Can I hear this, Jared? Can I have the sound of Brian Kemp? Well, look, yeah, first of all, they're they're devastated. I mean, they are heartbroken. And I, I Marty and I both, um, you know, can can understand. I mean, our daughter's at the University of Georgia. She works out in that same area. I mean, it is just a tragic situation but they're also mad like i am that this happened and it was preventable because we just have a nightmare in this country with mass migration and then have people that are here illegally breaking our laws and they're not telling anybody and reporting this to us now joining us is bob price he is the breitbart texas border teams associate editor and senior news contributor bob thank you so much for joining us first can i just get your reaction to this horrible story about lake and riley and then we'll get into um, some of the framing from the media well it's an absolutely horrible story and it was a completely preventable murder uh you know the the biden administration made some deliberate policy changes when they took office that invited migrants to illegally cross the border and that they would be rewarded with transportation into the United States and money and all of these kinds of things. And so when he crossed the border into El Paso, the Border Patrol simply released him. This was during Title 42. They could have just bounced him back across the border and and sent him down to the southern end of of Mexico. The Remain in Mexico program could have been applied. Um, But instead, they just released him. And this is about the time that the city of El Paso started busing migrants, uh, not Governor Abbott's office, but the the Democrat mayor of, of El Paso, started busing thousands of migrants to New York City. Now, we don't know that he was one of those migrants, but it certainly falls into that time frame. 
Now, Bob, there might be some people out there who, when I talk about the AP focusing on jogging or, you know, referring to the accused here as an Athens man and not talking about his immigration status, there might be some who who think that that's not as important or that, hey, the AP is a left wing rag, so who really cares? But I would like to know your take. Is it fair to say that a lot of these outlets are burying the lead? And is that something that we should even be concerned about? Well, the public should be very concerned about this. The media tries to hide this crisis and downplay it every chance they get. You know, this Abera was arrested in New York City on, on a, a charge that he should have been turned over to ICE, but the sanctuary city policies of New York City allowed him to be released on that charge. And then he absconds down to Georgia, where for some reason the the media in Georgia seems to think he's a Georgia resident, despite the fact that he just came down there as a fugitive. And so, uh, again, it was preventable because had there not been sanctuary city programs in New York City, they once again had the opportunity to get him deported for violent crimes. And she would – here's why it's an issue – If he's not in the United States, he couldn't commit this crime. Yeah. And you know what, Bob? That's the exact point I was just going to go to, because oftentimes when you're having an argument with someone, um, typically on the left side of the aisle, the argument or the statistic that I hear brought up a lot is that undocumented aliens, illegal aliens commit less crimes statistically than U.S. citizens. But I I think what you just hit on there is that if someone's here illegally, then that's a crime that doesn't need to happen in the first place. Absolutely. We don't need to import criminals to do the crimes that Americans don't want to do, as George Bush would say. Um, so it, it's, you know, this whole thing is is just obscene in terms of the lawlessness and the attitude against the enforcement of the laws of this country. Um, we had a, a, a four-time deported illegal alien, a, a guy named Oropeso, a Mexican national, that murdered five uh, illegal immigrants who were living next door to him here in Cold Spring, Texas. And when I initially wrote about the article, I, of course, mentioned his deportation history, his immigration status. And his criminal defense attorney, Anthony Oso from Houston, gets into this argument with me about how his immigration status has nothing to do with this case. Bull, I'm sorry, but if he's not in the country, if he'd been prosecuted for the illegal reentries and put into prison... He wouldn't have been available in the public to come out and commit these five murders. And now you see this case here again in Georgia where and this happens all across the country where people who should not be in the country who break our laws again and are released after breaking our laws again into the country. And they go on to commit these other horrific crimes, just like the the case in, in San Francisco a few years ago. Yeah, well, a lot of um, people are now referencing another case, another tragic case of Molly Tibbetts and the AP because they're talking about women jogging. Like, that's the big story here is that, you know, the jogging for women is dangerous. And, you know, that's a people can get into that argument if they want. But they don't mention that either, that Molly Tibbetts was there's something else that that case had in common with the one we're seeing now. And it's not just the jogging. Well, and that argument that women shouldn't be out jogging is just like saying because a woman is wearing a short skirt or short shorts or a tight top or something like that, that she's asking to be raped. You know, that that is just 
demagoguery that, that needs to get out of this. The fact is, this person was a criminal alien who committed more crimes after he came into the United States, should have been turned over ice, should have been deported, shouldn't have even been here in the first place. And yet, now we have a, a young woman who had a promising career of helping people who would be in pain and sickness and suffering. She, her life was going to be about service to people, and this animal just murdered her. Yeah. And Bob, the other uh, question I have for you now, and it's switching gears, but it's all on the same topic, is the story that uh, Venezuela's president, Maduro, has now decided that he's going to refuse to accept uh, deportations from the U.S. So if we try to deport uh, people from Venezuela back to Venezuela, Maduro saying they're not going to take them because of some of the uh, sanctions that are being reimposed. What's your reaction to that? Because as we know, of course, right now, and for good reason, we're focusing on Lank and Riley, but there are cases all of the time. There was one in New York City about a 15-year-old Venezuelan migrant who shot at cops after he fled a store in Times Square. So this is happening all over the country. What, what do we do in that case where the president of Venezuela just says, uh, you have to keep these these criminals. I'm not taking them back. Well, I wish we could count on our president to be strong and, and apply additional sanctions against them and, and force them to do that. But, you know, he won't even uh, take action to get the legitimate president of Venezuela installed into the government. Uh, so it's it's a these countries know that President Biden is weak. Uh, now, when President Biden went to Mexico a few uh, in December, or he didn't go to Mexico. He sent Mayorkas and and uh, Anthony Blinken to Mexico to make a deal on this this uh, crisis at our southern border. And the president of Mexico made public demands that in order to have this meeting, he was going to demand that the Biden administration make concessions to Venezuela and make concessions to Cuba and to some other countries. And the Biden administration won't disclose what those conditions were, um, but they obviously made some kind of deal because Mexico has cracked down on migrants along its northern border and sending them back, uh, either deporting them from their country or sending them back to southern Mexico to start their journey over again. But we don't know what the deal was, and we don't know why. But most of these people didn't come here directly from Venezuela, these Venezuelan migrants. They, they've been living in, in, in Colombia and in uh, Peru, Venezuela, uh, not Venezuela, excuse me, in, in Chile, by the hundreds of thousands. And, and so they're not uh, asylum seekers. They're just people that are coming up here to, to try to make money. Now, I'm speaking with Bob Price. Bob, I have one more question for you. And you just mentioned Joe Biden and how you'd hoped he would be strong. And I agree with you. I think a lot of uh, our adversaries are watching him. They know that they can pull one over on him. As you mentioned, I think Mexico at one point was demanding $20 billion uh, so that they would maybe try to help us stop people from flooding our borders. But now we have Biden and he's set to go to the border on Thursday, as is former President Donald Trump. Biden's also floating executive actions. He's getting a lot of pushback, a lot of backlash from the progressive wing of his party, um, and despite previously claiming he was pretty much powerless on this front. So all of this is happening at once. He has the State of the Union. He's suddenly, it, that's coming up in a week. He's suddenly mulling over executive action. Now he's going to the border. It all feels like after not doing anything for years, he's trying to cram it all in. What's your reaction to that, Bob? Well, he he is crashing in the polls. The exit polling on all of the early primary elections 
has shown that that immigration and border security is the number one issue that voters are looking at in this coming election. He knows he's toast if he doesn't do something about this. It's very simple. He's had the authority all along. He, he claimed he had the authority to end the successful programs that Donald Trump put in place. If he did, then he has the authority to put them back in place. Those policies that Donald Trump put in place reduced migrant crossings down to, in April of, of 2020, the president's last full year in office, reduce the border crossings to 19,000 for the entire southwest border for the entire month and and then as soon as it became apparent that Biden was going to uh, had a possibility of winning in the campaign promises he was making those numbers started increasing again because they knew that once Biden got into office there would be no consequence for illegally crossing the border it's consequence that stops it. it. It's not all this, you know, we need the fencing and we need the border security, but that's not what stops the migrants from coming. What stops them is if they know with absolute uncertainty that if they cross the border illegally, they will be arrested and they will be deported back to their country of origin or to a third safe haven country. And when you do that, it works. When you ignore that, as the Biden administration doesn't, you see 200,000 crossing in a single month. Bob Price, I am so happy you decided to come on the show. This is our first time having you on. I really enjoyed it. We hope to have you on again because you are a wealth of knowledge on all of this. Uh, Can you let people know where they can follow you and where they can read all of your work uh, at Breitbart? Well, thanks, Grace. And I'd be delighted to do the show anytime you want to have me on. Uh, You can follow me on Breitbart at Bob Price, B-B-T-X, B-O-B-P-R-I-C-E, B-B-T-X, and uh, you know, keep up with what we're doing down here. It's, it's important that accurate information gets out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you soon. I also wanted to let people know, you know, on Friday we were talking about Omaha steaks and everybody was giving me a hard time saying you shouldn't be eating steak on Friday as a Catholic woman. And I took your advice and instead I had a delicious piece of salmon from Omaha Steaks, because that's the great part about Omaha Steaks is that it's not just steak. It's anything you can think of. It's desserts, it's sides, it's burgers, it's hot dogs, it's steak, it's salmon, it's chicken, it's pork chops, and every... Here's the one thing all those things have in common. They're the best quality you could ever ask for. But I'm here to tell you guys something else. It's Monday, so watch out, because I can have a steak today if I so please and I always look forward it's so nice Jared just driving home not having to worry about stopping off at the grocery store you drive home you know you've got what you need and by the way right now with their 50% off site wide you can go to omahasteaks.com slash grace shop that 50% off and get eight free Omaha steak burgers on select packages so it's really it's just a win-win situation and you can't beat this quality and you can't beat this price yeah and it's always great to have it on hand and actually yesterday, true story, we went to the supermarket. We were looking for a couple ingredients. We got there. They didn't have it. So it's like, all right, well, now we got we to gotta change up the dinner plan. Well, luckily, we had some pork chops in the freezer. So we took some Omaha Steaks pork chops out, had them last night. They were fantastic. That sounded like Always going to have stuff on hand. That sounded like a Joe Biden when you said real story. Real story. This really happened. This happened. It's, it's documented. <laughs> Jack. Go to omahasteaks.com slash grace and shop the semi-annual sale. This is an incredible savings, guys. It's 50% off site-wide. Plus, you're getting the eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. You guys know that's my favorite. I do love steak, but I am also the number one fan of the Omaha Steak Burgers. They are just so juicy, so delicious. Don't miss out on this. Go to omahasteaks.com slash grace. Get those eight free burgers. And then let us know how you cook it up. 
We're always looking for new ideas. That's omahasteaks.com slash grace. Michigan's primary is tomorrow, so we can talk about that when we come back. We've got a lot of people on the lines. Stay right there. We'll take your calls on the other side. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. I'll tell you what I'm getting really sick of hearing. That the Democrat donors are worried about Biden's cheat sheets. Like, shut the front door. He's had those cheat sheets. Am I the only one who's been watching this stuff? He's had those since day one. Remember ABC Mary, Zeke from the AP? Do you think I know these people's names because I read the AP or I read ABC or I read any of these outlets? No, it's because Joe used to come out with a cheat sheet. He'd have people's faces on it and he would have words capitalized like you take a question from your podium. The cheat sheets are nothing new. And all these donors pretending that suddenly they're concerned about them, what they're really concerned about, and thank you, Bob Price, for pointing this out, are the exit polls of all these primaries that are showing that people are not happy with the current state of this country for good reason. By the way, speaking of humorous, this is from Politico. This is the uh, no one uh, does no one and no one at these places. I, I don't even have to ask the question because I know they have no self-awareness. It says former top officials from Donald Trump's administration are warning he is likely to use a second term to overhaul the nation's spy agencies in a way that could lead to an unprecedented level of politicization of intelligence. I don't understand how someone can have so little self-awareness. I don't like that word either. Politicization. That's a bugaboo, Jared. Again, I'm already voting for him. Stop making him sound so <laughs> awesome. He's got me already. It's like, I will take those terms. Wait, so the guy who was spied on and who the intelligence agencies tried to get six ways to Sunday, as Chuck Schumer would say, he doesn't like the intelligence agencies and he thinks they need to be reformed because they used everything they possibly could to take out a duly elected president that shocks me i would think he would come in and give them more power yeah i would hope he's going to come in and try to revamp the intelligence agencies and by revamp when i say revamp what i'm hoping for is abolish how does that sound for a revamp how does that sound for a makeover move that bus and there's just nothing there we need you need to abolish the fisa courts you, you need to really start to explain to the American people what these intelligence agencies are doing besides dropping the ball every time there's a school shooter. Besides that, I don't really know what they're up to. Trolling Twitter for a Russian bot. This is what our money's paying for. Trying to gin up hoaxes to take out a president of the United States. And, and it's the weirdest thing. He's not a fan of these intelligence agencies. You don't say. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Uh, 844-500-4242. 
Uh, let's do the poll question here. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Just call one eight four four a Perfect Smile or visit PerfectSmiles.com. Jared, what do you got? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurlyShow.com, is will Nikki Haley stay in until Super Tuesday? Yes, the checks are bottomless or no the money will dry up. No, the Koch brothers announced today their foundation's not going to be, or their network's not going to be giving her much more money. So uh, I have a feeling this is the beginning of the end for Nikki Haley. 31% say no, the money will dry up. 69% think she will stay in until Super Tuesday. Okay, when we come back, we got some AOC sound for you, and I want to talk about California in the news Plus, maybe we'll go back to Fannie Willis for a bit. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. We might have to call Mark Salinas because Jared and I are both dumbfounded here. The headline from The Hill says Trump appeals $454 million New York fraud ruling. Which we knew he was going to do. Obviously, it's ridiculous. This is the case where Judge Arthur Engron said Trump misled investors and he overvalued his net worth or his his real estate. And he's the same guy who I think he thought, uh, Jared, that Mar-a-Lago was worth, let's just say, a lot less than it's actually worth. And I was told that for Trump to appeal this in New York, and I was told by a good source, Jonathan Turley, that you have to put up the money in order to appeal. It's a rule or a law that's uh, specific to New York. I don't think it's, it applies in a lot of other states. But I, I remember on Friday saying, this is so crazy because if he has to sell property, which he claims he's not going to have to do in order to um, f- to get this <laughs> fined, the $454 million, then if he sells it because he's in a panic to get this money and then it's overturned. My question is, does he get the property back? Probably not. It just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem fair. But I guess that's just, that's just being Donald Trump at this point. Life's not fair. And so my question was, Jared, when it said Trump appealed the ruling, I said, did he put up the $454 million? And you had the same reaction I did, which is we can't figure it out based off what we're reading. So I'm on, I'm reading from uh, PBS now, of all places, but um, this is what they're saying, that uh, Trump wasn't able to appeal the decision immediately because the clerk's office at the courthouse had to file paperwork known as a judgment to make it official, which was done on Friday. That starts a 30-day window for Trump to pay up or file an appeal and seek a stay. If he were to pay the penalty at this stage instead of obtaining a stay, the money would be held in a court escrow account while the appeal plays out. If the court overturns the verdict, the money would be returned to Trump. So, yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, 844-500-4242. I know we got people on the lines. And then after this, Jared, just heads up to you. I'm going to go to California for some news. So get ready for that. Lisa, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. What's going on, Lisa? Hey, Grace. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Good. Um, I just wanted to um, make a comment about the... Okay, so since Biden's been president, I think there are approximately 8 to 10 million people who have come across illegally. And it is illegal because even the United Nations says that you have to go to the next country of um, safety 
So if you're if you're leaving an oppressed country or you're being persecuted, you have to go to the very next country. These people go through like 10 countries to get here. So they're obviously economic migrants. But listen, my point is out of all out of the 10 million people, uh Joe Biden will not deport back to their home country. The only two deportations that he can uh, make claim to is the first dog. Okay, he's being deported from D.C. to Delaware, and then Trump's being deported from New York <laughs> to Florida. <laughs> Those are the only two two deportations he cares about. And I'm not even sure about the first one. I I am still a non-believer when it comes to that dog is suddenly going to go to a family of Joe Biden's relatives of Joe Biden's. Can we get some names? We know all its relatives. Is the dog going to Frank? Is the dog going to Jim? Like, give me a little bit more detail. I'm not sure that I can trust Joe. And actually, Lisa, you just gave me a really good excuse here. You just gave me a good excuse to either go one of two ways. I can play the sound of AOC from this weekend, which is ridiculous. Her explaining why the border is, it's totally fine. The border's open because Joe's getting a lot of pushback now from these progressives. And I think back to that old cut of Nancy Pelosi saying, that's like five people. That's like, well, these five people are really good at bossing you guys around. These five people have you by the, what's the thing Nancy Mace said? No, I'm not going to go there. I'll say they've got you by the cojones. They're dragging you around. These five people, the squad, this wing, this faction of the party is calling all the shots because this man is cowering in fear of them. He says that's why he doesn't do anything. They go, oh, he's going to he might have an executive action. Maybe in a couple weeks he's mulling it over. That's how urgent the situation is to him. He can send out a trial balloon and say, how mad is AOC and Ayanna Presley and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib? How mad will they be at me if I do this? And he enters it into AI Gemini and he sees what pops out. And in this case, they're going to be mad. AOC saying like, oh, he's um, doing his best Trump impression. You know, they're, they're all criticizing him. And it's it always happens this way. Like he he's used to he should be used to this at this point. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was at a fundraiser over the weekend and she was heckled by anti-Israel protesters. So was Jerry Seinfeld, by the way. But I like Jerry Seinfeld a lot more than Nancy Pelosi. And so this group of young radicals is telling Joe Biden what to do. And so he floats this idea of like, oh, maybe I'll use my executive action to stop what's happening at the border And I'm sure now he's going, no, they're mad. They're mad. Abort. Abort mission. They're mad at me. And so AOC goes on over the weekend. And she's on MSNBC. And listen to this cut. This is cut eight. The idea that Republicans, in order to win an election, say we need to hermetically seal the border when they know that that would be that is economic self-sabotage to the U.S. economy. And they are saying, let's, let's do it anyway. And to compensate for the negative effects, we're going to allow and throw people's kids into factories. That is what they are doing in rolling back child labor laws. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Are those our two options here? We either, according to AOC, hermetically seal the border and throw children into factories 
or we let people come in completely unvetted and they continue to murder uh, American citizens. There continues to be record crime. There continues to be Chinese nationals, a 4,000% increase. Like, are those my only two options? Can I phone a friend? Because those seem so outrageously dramatic. Oh, you either have it hermetically sealed. I like that she used that. You could tell that was, you know. Oh, yeah, no. She got a, a buzzword of the day calendar or something. I just have visions of, was, was it Brittany Murphy and Clueless? I hope I don't see you sporadically. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what's going on here. Talk about, and here's the best part. Here's the best part. She says, Republicans want to hermetically seal the border and throw kids into factories, according to AOC. And then AOC... In her, you know, posse, they're going to turn around and they're going to accuse Republicans of fear mongering. That's always in the same breath. They're like, oh, so you guys want to seal up the border and throw kids into factories. And all you want to do is fear monger about it. I want to fear monger. Seems like you're doing a pretty good job of fear mongering, girl. Keep it pushing, bro. I'm using her own slang. Keep it pushing, bro. But then here's the best part. She keeps going. And I'm not going to play it, Jared. But the cut, because Jared said to me, I sent him this cut. He goes, how, how long do you want of this? Do you want it one cut or two cuts? Because she goes on for over a minute. It's a close to two-minute rant that she's going on on MSNBC. And this host, whoever this woman is, says nothing. Let's her go, go, go. Talking nonsense, droning on and on about how Republicans have this evil plan I don't know if they're if they're strategizing, if they're te- conspiring with big meat and big Snickers and big oil and all the mustache twirling men of the United States of America. But their new plan is to throw all these children into factories. And that's why we want to seal up the border. It's not to stop people from coming in here illegally and bringing in fentanyl and murdering people. It's so that kids can be thrown into factories, according to AOC. Now, again, she is a genius. I am, uh, compared to her, I have no idea what I'm talking about. She is the one that we should all be listening to. Like Joy Behar, she knows history, okay? But that's what she's telling us. And this woman, this host, lets her go for two minutes. And I watched this cut, and I'm not going to make you all listen to it. Because I think you got the, I think you got the gist. But I listen to this, and I go, how long would this woman let a Republican go? You, if you go on a weekend show... You'll be lucky if you get a full sentence in, especially if you're somebody smart. Like this woman let AOC try to find her own sentences as she was going, because I don't really think that AOC knew really where where her thought was headed. So she kind of let her Michael Scott it and find it along the way. But if you're a Republican and you know what you're talking about and you're Ted Cruz or you're Josh Hawley or someone smart and you get to one of these shows and you start making good points... They will cut you off. Watch. Next time you see somebody on a weekend show, watch. They will not let them get a word in edgewise. The second they start to get momentum, the second they start to actually tell this audience, this audience that lives in a complete bubble, any facts that run contrary to the narrative being pushed by the left-wing media, these hosts are like rabid fact checkers there uh, 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 well, well excuse me excuse me excuse me um well to be fair to be fair biden did say and, and to be and, and i've seen it i've seen chuck todd do it i've seen jake tapper do it it's Kristen welker's go-to 
Christian Welker, all of them, all of the serious people in the media, they do not let Republicans get out one full sentence, let alone 30 ones that don't make any sense. But she's like, keep going. She's nodding along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should go watch the cut. I love when I hear the the person who's doing the interview throw in a couple of, right, yeah, mm. like supportive, you know, supportive thumbs up along the way. Mm, great, great point. Hermetically sealed factories. Yeah, yeah. That's the Mika special. Oh, the bobbing head, the perpetually bobbing head of Mika Brzezinski. Tim, you're up next on the Grace Curly Show. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, did anybody see that uh, video clip that came on a little while ago, like several weeks ago? I think it was either Dick Durbin or Chuck Todd or one of those Karen, one of those really rat Democrats on the House floor, basically letting the cat out of the bag as to why they want to open leave the border open. When he made mention of uh, recruiting into the military, yes, and, uh, the low birth rate, the low birth rates. Did anybody happen to remember that? Yes, yes. I think we did play that. I believe it was Dick Durbin, uh, Tim. But yeah, he. Th- there's been actually a couple cuts of that of of people letting the cat out of the bag. Yeah, that was Dick Durbin. Yep. So that was the first time in my lifetime that a Democrat told the truth as to why they're doing this. So my opinion on all this is somewhat controversial, but when you double the tax base with all the women in the workforce and you suppress wages, your birth rate goes to nothing. And just about every Western nation uh, in the West anyway, uh, excluding maybe Africa and some India and Middle East are all in negative birth rate territory. So if you're going to keep social security and Medicare, because nobody wants to, nobody wants to cut that and you can't get elected telling the people that you're serious about, you know, balancing the budget and cutting benefits there's a couple of things you do. You destabilize foreign governments to with a CIA or these intelligence agencies that you talked about, and you flood your borders with cheap workers to pay the taxes for the welfare state that you won't cut because you don't have the people being born due to feminism to replace those people to pay the taxes for the welfare state. Yeah, this is something that Elon Musk has talked about quite a bit and the low birth rate here in the United States. And like you said, in a lot of Western countries, um, 844-500-4242. I don't think there's anything that controversial. Like, Tim, you did a great job of of um, explaining your thought process, but I, I don't think that you're way off base. No, he's he's not. And I mean, also, you know, you do have to throw in that since 1973... I mean, birth rate, Roe versus Wade also helped in a birth rate decline. But isn't there a new argument? And I just saw this today with Joy Reid, that there's a new argument that if you... <laughs> yes. A well-thought-out argument by Trump here, Joy Reid. I don't like the way you just laughed like that, sir. Should we save this? Is it worth saving for the other side? Oh, yeah. Oh, Based yeah. off that chuckle that we yes. just heard? I don't, I don't even know if the other side is going to do... We may have to wait until after the top of the hour. But can I ask you a question? Is yes. it Joy Reid's idea or is it the MAGA time-traveling hacker who maybe just put this into Joy Reid's teleprompter? I, you know, I don't know what the, the MAGA time-travelers are up to. I feel like that's always that's an important my, distinction my, yes. to make. No, I mean, if, if Keith Olbermann was in a blonde wig, this is what it would look like. 
That's not a sentence you hear every day, Jared. It's really not. That's what you get on the Grace Curly Show. <laughs> every day is different here at the Grace Curly Show. Um, all right, everyone. We will be right back, but I wanted to tell you guys about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm because they got a great deal going right now. It's the three-pack. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, I don't need a three-pack. I just need one. You're going to be happy that you have the extra two because there's so many uses for the thunderstorm. Jared, you're always telling us about how you use the thunderstorm in your car. But the other thing that you do, and this is great heading into spring, is that you use it in your mudroom for when you're you know, doing your lawn work. You come in. Sometimes the, the sneakers, the shoes you're using get a little stinky. You turn on your thunderstorm, poof, gone. Yeah, it's great. And actually, there was a, there was a texter who turned us on to that. They actually uh, plugged the thunderstorm in, and they put it in a bag with their clothes to freshen up their clothes. So I did that uh, with my lawn shoes, with my work gloves, all that other stuff, and you put it in there because it actually eliminates these odors it doesn't just cover them up it, it doesn't you know make it smell flowery make it smell weird it's actually an absence of smell because it ionizes the air which eliminates those odors that are on any of the equipment you wear it's great for uh you know snow shoveling uh your snow gloves that that can get just kind of get that funk on them i guess is the term yeah and with the three pack special you can use one in your kitchen your office or even your car so go to edenpuredeals.com and use code three grace three i'm sorry that's edenpuredeals.com uh code grace and the number three a lot of people are pointing out that illegal immigrants do not pay taxes because they cannot be legally employed they do not have a social security number they are paid under the table i think he's probably talking about when you purchase things you know throughout your daily life and not necessarily paying taxes on your work forms or anything like that. Um, but if I am misrepresenting Tim, then I do apologize. 844-500-4242. 904 says, I'm dumbfounded that people who choose to listen to you criticize your voice. I, I tracked you down because I heard you somewhere else and I think you're great. Well, don't be dumbfounded. There's a lot of people out there. And it's not just me, Jared. You get some heat sometimes too. Oh, absolutely. That's part of the fun, baby. We'll be right back. We've got uh, a lot to get to here. We'll save the Joy Reid and uh, we'll keep talking about this illegal alien issue and how Joe Biden's going to address it on Thursday. I'm sure he's very mad that Trump is also visiting the border. He's like, this is my thing. This is my day. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. xenophobic and anti-immigrant as, as they are and while ginning up this this false narrative about this being a crisis and by the way by then also preventing and blocking any legislation yeah. that would provide not just a path to citizenship but a path to work papers a path to allowing people who want to work to be paired with american businesses who need people to work wait wait hold on a second I'm confused. She said that Republicans are ginning up a narrative. And then she's telling us that if we either, if we hermetically seal the border, which is apparently what Republicans want, then we're also going to be throwing children in factories. And, and you know how I feel, Jared, oftentimes when I hear any Democrat talk nowadays? I feel like this. 
are those my only options? That, that would be my follow-up question. Like, are there any other options here? I just, I feel as though we're pigeonholing ourselves into a very, very niche situation where we have a sealed-up border in kids in factories, like something out of the American Girl doll books. Or maybe is there some sort of middle ground or is this all we're dealing with? And as far as uh, Republicans not being on board to pass any sort of amnesty, any sort of comprehensive immigration, who was in charge when Joe Biden was elected president and everybody was so excited? Who had control of the Senate? Who had control of the House? And who had control of the White House? And for some reason, none of these great ideas made it through then, Alexandria. All right, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.